0: Has Canada been shanghai by China? Hi, this is Phil Gersky, President and CEO of Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting in Russell, Canada. You're listening to Quick Hits, short podcasts about national security and public safety. It's been a while. I apologize. Been busy with a few things of late. But unless you've been living under a rock or in a cave somewhere... The last few weeks, most people have noted a rather vigorous debate here in Canada with respect to allegations, although I would say they're much stronger than allegations, that the People's Republic of China, in the guise of the Communist uh, Chinese Communist Party and various organs, uh, interfered in at least two federal elections here in 2019 and 2021 meaning they spent money, they recruited people, they convinced others to vote a certain way to get the results that they wanted in our federal elections. And the information suggests that the People's Republic of China wanted very much for Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister since 2015, to be returned to office in 2019 and then in 2021 because they felt they could deal more with a liberal government than a conservative government. There may be other things behind that desire by the Chinese I'm not going to get into. But what's of interest to me is that this story has gotten an awful lot of press over the past three weeks or so. It all began with a series of leaks to the Globe and Mail, which is a Toronto-based newspaper, one of Canada's probably better-known papers. A number of reporters, uh, Bob Fife and, and Stephen Chase, received information from somebody in Canada's National Security Committee that was pretty damning. And one of the pieces of information was an actual leaked ceases report. So a report from the Canadian Security Intelligence Service where I toiled in counterterrorism from 2001 to 2015. And in this report, it made it quite clear that the Security Service had detected Chinese diplomatic officers, offices here in Canada, clearly being involved in trying to move the election, trying to influence it. For the record, I don't support the League of Intelligence. I worked in intelligence for more than three decades. I took my oath seriously in terms of what I could and couldn't say. For this information to be given to open media uh, is a very serious offense. And I noted that in another piece in the Globe and Mail the alleged leaker said that he and or she recognizes the seriousness of what they've done and they will pay a penalty at some point. This has led to a very interesting series of debates in this country over the past couple of weeks. And I want to highlight a couple of things that really concern me. The first thing is that the government, the government of Justin Trudeau, the liberal government, has gone out of its way to point the finger at CSIS as the problem. You're not doing your job. How is it your employees, assuming it is a CSIS employee, and there's nothing to suggest it is a person from the security service, could be anybody who had access to the intelligence. Why is it you can't control your own people? You must perform some kind of an investigation to determine who is responsible for the leak, and they must be punished, yada, yada, yada. Instead of taking the information seriously about Chinese interference in our elections, oh, and by the way, Chinese Actions of this nature have been going on for at least three decades in Canada. I know that my former employee has been warning successive governments of this for a very, very long time. The government has resorted to shooting the messenger, as opposed to taking the message as serious. It's very Canadian, actually. Another symptom of our very poor and almost non-existent intelligence culture. There's also been a number of people who have taken to the airwaves and to the op-ed uh, pages of various newspapers to suggest the intelligence is wrong. We've had people, self-styled experts, say that intelligence is unreliable. I just read an op-ed piece in the Toronto Star that dredged up items from the 80s and 90s to show that intelligence is sometimes erroneous, uh, implying that this intelligence is bad, that it's not reliable and shouldn't be listened to. We've had other people point out that the intelligence is not evidentiary in nature because it's not collected to certain standards that law enforcement are involved with, which makes the possibility of laying charges difficult. And we seem to have this just general undermining of the security service by the government and by the self-styled experts. At the same time, the threat has been almost completely dismissed. Yeah, there's, you know, sort of talk about, well, we, you know, we're going to take action kind of thing. I'll get back to that in a minute as well. The other thing that's really very worrisome and, and and quite unacceptable from my perspective is the government again the Trudeau government has twisted the story to suggest that anyone who talks about Chinese interference so China's communist party Chinese government interference in our elections is tantamount to anti-Asian racism and the CBC the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation has put out a number of pieces lately Asking Chinese Canadians who say they're, they're absolutely terrified that people will take, take out attacks against them because of what China did. Again, dismissing the threat from China from the Chinese government and somehow turning this into a racist issue. This is uh, completely wrong <laughs> because we're not talking about Chinese Canadians, we're talking about the Chinese government. If there are Chinese Canadians who have, in fact, been Shanghai, i.e. forced to act. On behalf of China's interests, yes, they should be taken, in, their actions should be taken account of. They should be taken to task for what they've done and possibly uh, charges laid under something like treason. And as to the evidence versus intelligence aspect of what the information is, at a minimum, Chinese diplomats should be expelled. Doing this on Canadian soil is not consistent with Chinese diplomatic privileges in Canada. These people should be declared persona non grata and evicted from the country. But um, the argument goes, well, if we evict 10 Chinese diplomats for, diplomats for trying to interfere in our elections, the Chinese will, will play tit for tat and expel an analogous number from our embassy in, in Beijing or other consulates. That's just the way diplomatic expulsions work. But that this government has done nothing to date to deal with this. In fact, it's it's, it's stalled in parliament. There have been calls by the oppositions to hold a public inquiry. And by opposition, I mean not just the conservatives that one would expect from, but from the NDP. The New Democratic Party, which is as left of center as you can get, is also calling for a public inquiry. Eh, I'm 50-50 on the use of a public inquiry. But still, the government seems to want this story to go away. There's nothing here. The Prime Minister even said, uh, even if there was interference, it didn't interfere with the election results. To which my simple question is, how the hell does he know that? How does he know how people voted and why in the last two elections? Are we monitoring people's voting intentions now before they mark an X on the ballot? This is all very bad news. I think our allies are looking at Canada thinking, what the hell is going on in the Great White North? I think people, we've lost a lot of respect for our inability to recognize a serious threat to our democratic process, something we are ignoring, we're dismissing, we're pretending it's not there. And I'm not going to go as far as to say this will affect our relationship with our allies when it comes to intelligence sharing. But I'm sure in a lot of capitals around the world, people are asking a very serious question. uh, Is Canada a reliable partner now? If it it ignores a very serious threat to its democracy, is this the kind of country we want to deal with? Well, finally, in the last budget, which came out a few days ago, the government announced it was going to spend $13.5 million over five years. Canadian, of course, that's probably about what, 10 million American, to establish a Foreign Interference Affairs Office at Public Safety Canada. So, 2 million and change for over each year, over 5 years, to create this new office. To which my retort is, I worked for Public Safety Canada for 18 months, in the mid to, mid-2010s, and this is going to be a complete waste of money. Nothing will get done. We in Canada love to hold inquiries and royal commissions after which nothing gets done. This is another way for the government to be seen to be doing something and, in fact, doing nothing at the end of the day. Why not take that $13.5 million, split it in half, give half to CSIS and half to the RCMP or all Canadian-mounted police so they can hire more resources to investigate Chinese interference in our democracy? But no, we're going to create a new commission that's going to hire a bunch of people and eventually Canadians will forget what happened. In fact, the story is already losing a lot of a lot of speed. Uh, in our media, doesn't seem to be the, the soup du jour anymore, and it's just going to go where like the government wants it to. As somebody who worked in security intelligence for, for more than 30 years, I'm ashamed at my government's response to this threat to our democracy. I am apologetic to our allies over the complete incompetence of this government to take the intelligence really good. I saw the report. And I know for a fact that when CSIS provides this kind of intelligence to its clients, senior government officials, it is very carefully vetted, it is checked, and it's as good as it's going to get. Is it perfect? Of course not. Nothing is perfect. But this is very solid intelligence, and the government has chosen to ignore it. On the other hand, I'm just an old retired guy, and I don't have to worry about this anymore, but I just feel saddened that my former colleagues at CESIS, uh working very hard to provide the government with intelligence on matters like this, are being completely shunted aside. And again, I don't support the leak to the media, but I understand the frustration behind it. One more example of of the Canadian government's complete inability to understand and use the intelligence that its intelligence agencies gather to help them make better decisions and better policies. And I'm afraid this isn't the last time it's gonna happen. Anyhow, that's what I think. Curious what your views are on this. You can reach me on email BorealisRisk at gmail.com or on Twitter at BorealisAves. You can also find me on LinkedIn and on Facebook. If you like the content, want to get more of it, please subscribe to the website BorealisThreatRisk.com. All the podcasts and blogs are free of charge. also like to get ideas for future guests or future topics. I want to remind you that my most recent book, The Peaceable Kingdom, A History of Terrorism in Canada, Confederation of the Present, published by Double Dagger Books in about six weeks ago, middle of February, is available on their website as well as at Amazon. Love to hear your feedback. We'll talk again soon. Until then, take care.